This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Welcome to the Insight Podcast. I'm Chris Forbes, your host. Today, we're talking about African-American ministry in Oklahoma. We have with us Prophet Bailey and uh, Dr. Walter Wilson. We're going to be talking about some of the ministries that are taking place in our uh, state, as well as an emphasis in the state mission offering in this area. Thanks, and uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Absolutely. You're welcome. Well, Glad first to of all, be here. I feel mm-hmm. like a pair of sneakers in a room full of tuxedos. <laughs> uh, you guys yeah, are all dressed up, and here I am. I'm just, you know, Make I'm wearing my logo, at gosh. least. Yeah. So there's I, that. I get well, my style from him. Right but, yeah, yeah. Right. I need to take some style points from you, <laughs> gentlemen. So uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, for those who may not know you, can you introduce yourselves a little bit and tell about, about your ministry roles here with Oklahoma Baptist? Go ahead. Yeah, um, my name is uh, Bartholomew uh, Bailey. First name is uh, Bartholomew. Um, my nickname is Prophet. So, um, <laughs> got a prophet I, in the house. Prophet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Old Testament prophet, not trying to make a money prophet. Yeah. yeah there you <laughs> so, go. so um, yeah, I uh, work as a young adult discipleship partner uh, for the state. And so, job is to go around trying to help in churches uh, reach young adults um, uh, within their context. And so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Walter Wilson. I am the Afro-American partner for Oklahoma Baptist and uh, been involved with that now. I'm going into my sixth year mm-hmm. uh, past Friendship Baptist Church there in Lawton, uh, 15 years mm-hmm. and in the ministry, 37 years. It is a great privilege to to be here, to be part of this Oklahoma Baptist movement. It's an outstanding movement so i'm ready all right <laughs> amen amen now uh prophet your your role is for not necessarily african-american context but right. in today's conversation we're going to be talking about the african-american context but you're right you're young what's it, the title is a young adult young adult so any of the mm-hmm. discipleship stuff that covers any so mm-hmm. if you're listening and you need uh, to contact someone in that area for uh, Please do. your ministry yeah. to amplify your ministry mm-hmm. can you speak to that just a little bit before we go into that context what are some of the ways that you're helping mm-hmm. uh develop ministries in in the area of young adult discipleship yeah, so I've been able to meet with some pastors and uh, to discuss with them um, in regards to their context and where they are, whether it's uh, urban or suburb, you know, uh, context or whether, you know, in the, you know, the, in the boom DCL, you know, we're able to, the, to reach young adults uh, by firstly looking at their church and, and kind of see uh, the, the history of uh, their young adults uh, that are within their church, but but also kind of just around how, how our, um, basically how our, how our um because here's the thing uh everyone uh we we may have 10 young adults at our church someone else has 100 you know right. but that's that's it's you know city versus you know in the country you know and so we don't want to put you know uh the um the the requirement or the uh the um the goal uh of a city on, yeah, on the there's country. not you know, one size fits all model exactly, for young exactly. adult discipleship. And so yeah. I think some some churches may be kicking themselves because of the size that they have, but at the same time, like you may be killing it in your yeah. context, in your area. Right. And so it, some of that's just looking at some of your structures, some of the things that you do in regards to gearing messages, uh, not forgetting about young adults, just right. keeping them in mind, utilizing them in ministry.
industry, like they want to do, like this generation, Generation Z, Generation uh, X, or you know, uh, or, or Y, uh, millennials. They they want to they want to get their hands dirty. You know, they want they want to uh, serve in be ministry, involved. be involved, and so be involved. That's right. important so, ministry. Yeah. There's so many churches yeah. are, are mm-hmm. struggling in that area, just across. Mm-hmm. You know, the United States, you yeah. know, uh, mm-hmm. reaching young adults, so mm-hmm. understanding young adults in, right. in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, now, as we shift to the topic of, of this uh, podcast, we're talking about the African-American context in Oklahoma. And Oklahoma Baptists, I think, if, I under, if I've heard correctly, it's about 70 or so African-American right. churches right. that are affiliated right. with Oklahoma. Can you speak to that? What, what's the, what is the, the current ministry uh, uh, in African-American community of our churches? Well, Chris, we, we, we've grown now to 73 participating uh, African-American churches, and we have four that are in the process now of joining. Hmm. The, the main reason is, uh, uh, Brother Bailey said, uh, the the new group or the new uh, pastors and African American churches mm-hmm. are now interested in more of how to. Mm-hmm. They're hands on now. The old big hat churches are pretty much mm-hmm. pretty much gone now. You know, and in the right. African American context, uh, you could not go to church without a big hat. Mm-hmm. So now, <laughs> right. the the younger group that are coming in are more interested in the education. How does this apply to my life? Right. Everybody wants to know that. So what's happening is the African-American churches that are coming on board, that, that's why they are coming on board. They're, they see a need for that. And I, I, that's the reason why this, this state missions offer is so important. Right. Because it allows us to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we have more that are uh, petitioning or calling uh, for that simple reason, so it is an awesome move of God. The, uh, we recently were host to the uh, uh, yes, National African American yes. Fellowship here yes, in Oklahoma, yes, and uh, I I got to sit in on some of the sessions and was impressed when they were talking about what attracts them to Southern Baptist Convention and. Uh, in, in particular, the cooperative program. Right. Can you, mm. We're going to talk about state mission offering. I don't want to get <laughs> off on that topic, but but. Uh, uh, what are some of the reasons that, like you, you mentioned, the discipleship is one of the areas that mm-hmm. uh, they, they want uh, a ministry con- uh, that's contextualized to the young adults right. to reach them, get beyond the mm-hmm. the the normal uh, or the um, historical trappings of, mm-hmm. of like church. you said, the big hat or, right, or whatever. Hat. What are, wh- and I'm not sure I understand that completely what that means, <laughs> but uh, you know, but but uh, help us understand what are what are some of the things that our African American churches are are seeing as they uh, affiliate with Oklahoma Baptists. Well, nowadays. Uh, being being uh, uh, good stewards of the resources, uh-huh. uh, most most of our churches, uh, I say, out of the seventy three or so churches, sixty five of those uh, numbers are under a hundred or under mm-hmm. in attendance, and 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 so what that means is that the resources uh, dictate what you can do, basically. But I like that slogan that that NAF used, and I call NAF National African American Fellowship. Right. To, better together. Yeah. Uh, it's a partnership, mm-hmm. and so when when we give to the even as you mentioned, the corporate program allows us to be equal 
mm-hmm. or allow those churches to be equal with much larger churches. Right. Because it's a it's a partnership and it it has equity. Yeah. Uh, that's really attractive. Yeah, every church can extend its every, impact no matter what size. That's or right, context. and it's not yeah. it's not dictated on the size of your church. Right. And so yeah. they really they really are. I love that that part. And you have access to this network of not only Oklahoma Baptists, but also Southern Baptists. We have our seminaries and our mission boards. Exactly. Every church can be a sending church because when they get through the cooperative program, uh, they could they could send them a fully funded missionary right out of their church yeah. mm-hmm. to uh, to go serve. And they've also uh, found out that, that by being part of the corporate program, it ties them, like you said, across the nation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter... Uh, you know, one of the, one of our foremost schools, I guess, out in Oklahoma is OBU. Mm-hmm. Well, now all of a sudden we're seeing a turnaround because they they feel like they're actually a part yeah. of that because of the corporate program. Right. Better together. So uh, we see churches uh, struggling in different areas of you know trying to like we alluded to earlier the. Uh, connecting with young uh, younger generations and then we have churches that are, are smaller in size and small doesn't necessarily mean ineffective or anything right. it just right. Did, right I think you said 65% are are small like 1400 of our 1750 mm-hmm. Oklahoma Baptists are small, <laughs> small under 100 right, in yeah. attendance right, so they're, yeah. they're right, all right. That, that's church you know mm-hmm. so uh, what are some of the challenges you're seeing as you, as you serve in uh, in ministries uh, profit, any, either one of you want to speak mm-hmm. to this. What are some of the challenges you're seeing in churches that uh, uh, where where are the areas they're struggling? Um, I would say um, sometimes financially mm-hmm. uh, due to COVID, you know, sometimes that, that may be an issue. And it's possibly in a sense just trying to get on the level playing field because of COVID in terms of like recording with all the you know the digital things that they need are recorders that they need you know right. um, technology the, to the be technology, able to yeah. right. the mm-hmm. sound yeah. to come through yeah. to make it sound good right. because yeah. you know we're now now all you know I want to say you know uh, competing against each other but we, we're on the church at uh, 10 o'clock on Sunday or 11 o'clock on Sunday we're we're all on the same level Life Church and all mm-hmm. these big churches and, yeah. and we're all on there together yeah. you know but um, if your church doesn't have that technology, it's, it's easy for someone that's like, well, I can't really hear that good. And they click over to somewhere else, you know. And yeah. so I think sometimes <laughs> that's a challenge that, that having technology, having the things that uh, help them to uh, be, I don't want to say just be competitive in a sense, but be able to uh, offer something that, you know, uh, that would allow members to, if they're out of town, be able to watch uh, out of town or even if, uh, if they can't. Yeah. Right, if they can't. Also, if they can't so, also yeah. to, mm-hmm. to add to that. Yeah. What happens is with our young adults, they're very IT minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they know good sound. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they always have the buds in. They right. they know. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to uh uh no longer is the day when you say, Well, you have to come into this building or you you can't be a church, you can't go to church. Well, the young adults who work uh, sometimes two jobs or such just to make it. Yeah. They appreciate that. And so when they tune in, they want to hear it. So that's one way. Yeah. And yeah. the other way is it gives them an opportunity to feed back because if you have good 
electronic stuff, then that person can actually mm-hmm. right. relate it, and, and you can reach out to them. Yeah. So many of our churches during COVID realized oh, they yes. have to oh, provide. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you yeah. couldn't go to church. Now, yeah. I know yeah. this is going to sound mm-hmm. strange, Chris, but uh, I think COVID, in, a, in an essence, was a godsend. Mm-hmm. Because it got us out of our, our comfort zone. Mm, yeah, uh, preachers had to preach to cameras, mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Rather than a congregation, mm-hmm. and we we feed on feedback. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, so there was nobody there to feedback. Mm-hmm. I, and I think also it took away uh, or gave permission to eliminate some programs that maybe actually yeah Action. needed Action. to be Listen. you know little sacred cows <laughs> that needed to be gored or oxes that needed to be gored. Or whatever, <laughs> right? Well, let's uh, specifically. Let's uh, like I've seen the state mission offering video that's going to be released about Western Avenue. Mm-hmm. Can we uh, talk a little bit about that? That's a church that has tremendous uh, location opportunity yeah, where yeah. it is and everything. Yeah, yeah. But they were coming out of that COVID and they were struggling. Mm-hmm. And what are some ways that Oklahoma Baptist uh, uh, collaborate with them to get? Uh, their ministry kind of on a path toward revitalization. I'm going to start off with just um, the fact that they were able to go to Oklahoma Baptist uh, Convention just to talk to them about uh, their issues, their concerns. There's some places where you can go and talk to them about it, but nothing's going to happen. (laughs) Nothing's going to happen. (laughs) It sounds good, but but, uh, they went to someone who could help them. And Mm -hmm. I think that was a blessing in itself. And so they came out and kind of were able to uh, help make some some area changes in some areas or fix some things that need to be fixed with the church and so I think that uh, that in itself is just a blessing because a church that is struggling financially you know this is mm-hmm. this is all you all you have and so just to be able to come and fix this and fix that the congregation and in a sense, it's, it's older congregation. So right, a lot of those right. guys want to do those things. They want to, but they can't. They, they can't. They, right. they, they, yeah. And so uh, yeah. I think some of those things happen. Some younger people come out and, and do those things. So that speaks yeah. to what we were talking about earlier about the idea that there is a network there that you're part yeah, exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. Ministry, exactly. state mission mm-hmm. offering is resourcing mm-hmm. uh, some of these uh, projects that are, mm-hmm. our churches that have uh, funds that can help them get through. Uh, some uh, of their ministry needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing they got mm-hmm. was an interim pastor. Can you right. talk about what's yeah. that like? Been been like uh, pastor? Oh, yeah. it's, it's been really it's been really good. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, it's been a blessing uh, just being able to, to be there with the people. When I uh, kind of left the last position uh, working with people, this allowed me an opportunity, a nice little transition into be able to continue to work with people. Because you, right. you miss people. Yeah, because we don't you have know. people in the building. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have BBC I every Sunday. You know, actual right. people, <laughs> real people. <laughs> to be able to cause feed into them, uh, to feed them and to be able to connect with them and so it's been it's been a blessing it's really good um, to be able to to walk along them during this process and stuff. are you seeing mm-hmm. them um, as the as the church grows like sometimes when uh, just survival becomes the issue right. and then in that yes. it becomes an internal focus of just yes. maintaining and then looking at the building longingly and saying, I oh, wish that we had yes. that room being used for small groups again. Yes. Uh, mm. Have you been able, uh, is the church starting to see and, and feel comfortable now that, to be able to start the outward focus yes. to reach mm-hmm. out into the community? That's very perceptive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. extremely perceptive because mm-hmm. uh, I, met, I, I became aware of that church 
five years ago, uh-huh. and I watched them in their ups and downs, and and uh, they they are at that point where they said, well, you know, I wish we could do and this mm-hmm. here recently, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden that together mm-hmm. uh, begin to work for them, and they mm-hmm. they what has happened is they're getting a uh, for a better word, their second win. Yeah, yeah. You know, a runner, mm-hmm. uh, he he runs, and then all of a sudden he that second win kicks in, and right. he gets excited, and you go, "What? Did somebody give him a shock or something?" Right. Well, that church is there now. They're yeah. they're very excited about when you you spoke about that community mm-hmm. uh, as as the Afro American partner. Mm-hmm. I rode around in that community and visited with some of the ladies who were. 